near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first. If it's for football news that you thirst. The near post, get there, get there first. Welcome to the near post. My name's Eamon Flanagan. We're talking football across the Australian Community Radio Network. With me in the studio is Paddy Bordier. Welcome, Paddy. Hey, thank you very much. Great to have you along. And our expert, as always, is Nick. Yes, not Nick Compton, who is up no. north. We have the new Nick, Nick Amys, and he is a, the youngest ever near post uh, expert. And he is an expert. He knows everything about football. The new and improved Nick. The new and improved Nick. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. And uh, don't let us down after that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's building it up. Yeah, that's I right. Mean, he did impress us off air with uh, his in-depth knowledge of... Everything. Of all things. Everything. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. Ridiculous. As indeed he does every single uh, week. So it's an, it's it's good to see the new young breed coming through with such vast knowledge. So uh, it's great. Uh, you can can contact us as everflanagan.amen at gmail.com and you can catch the podcast on the blog near post.blogspot.com and on iTunes and on halftimeheroes.com.au. Dedicate the show every week. This week we dedicate it to the people and footballers of Japan and Asian football, mm. the World Cup winners of the beautiful game. So um, they won it on penalties. They won it perhaps with um you know i think america with a far by stronger team on the night but um however that's they, over the tournament played uh the u.s something like 25 times and never won before and this was their one go and they've done good and they yes they won it on penalties we're going to talk about the matildas and the world cup in just a moment we're also going to talk tonight about glasgow celtic the world's greatest team <laughs> who have oh laughter on the other side of the desk and paddy you're still on that lift home yep <laughs> Just, just a little bit of a snort because uh, tonight is what I would call a light sort of news night in terms of Australian football. But I'm obviously Celtic, Celtic played, and this is your moment. Obviously, not so this light a news, not so light a news night when the Celtic boys come to town. Okay, yeah. <laughs> in fact, people are saying it's the best overseas tour of a team ever. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment, and we'll also talk about the Young Socceroos squad and whether some of the lads that didn't go should have gone, or should they, um, you know. Should they play with their club? Should they club with the country? And any players that are going to shine for us in uh, the World Cup coming up? And we're going to talk about the A-League. We've got our man from the Central Coast Mariners who has um, got a little bit of insight onto what's happening with the Mariners and uh, also with the Jets, so we'll talk about that later on. Okay, so uh, the quiz question this week is, name three Australian-born players, any three Australian-born players, who have played in World Cups for someone other than Australia. Name three Australian-born players who have played in World Cups for someone other than Australia. And we'll start with um, our former expert, uh, yes, Paddy. Uh, Paddy. The lesser expert, as I yes, like to be known. Yes. Um, listen, you can't go past the big one, the big disappointment, uh, Christian Vieri, the man who could have won us a World Cup, surely. Well, no, you can't. That's um, that's one big disappointment. <laughs> that winning one. <laughs> Talk about um, there's a lot sooner, I think. Uh, big disappointment number two, Nick. Uh, Josip Simnic. And I'd say he, he's probably a bigger. Missed three yellow cards. Bigger. Well, he played against. He's played against. He marked Thierry Henry in one yeah, World Cup. Ronaldo in another yeah. World Cup. He's marked everybody, the top strikers in the world in different World Cups. Some good quality mocking. Yeah, Mark yeah. Viduka, of course. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but anyway. But imagine Viduka and Vieri. How good would that have been? With Simnic at the back. Yeah, with Simonich at the back, yes. And, uh, so just a long ball through, and yeah. the boy's getting on top. And, of course, that leaves one other. We've got two there. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Any ideas? Yeah, I, I do have one, because um, when you ask the, the question, there's, there's something scratching in the back of my head, and it's a Leeds United player, so a big shout-out to Bill Russell, who's a huge Leeds United fan, Tony DiRigo. Tony DiRigo. Now, he wouldn't have made any difference to our World Cup team. No, so, I um, suspect he... No. Well, he was in the England squad, and he didn't get on. 
I suspect he might just have got a bit on the bench. Now, Paddy, when you were researching these answers um, before, when we were just doing, yeah, just five minutes ago, <laughs> on the Google machine, um, yeah, just in case people think we are real experts, um, I was quite so amused. He knows it. I have to Google it. Well, no, I was quite amused by your uh, research because obviously you, you were going through, um, you know, the, the you were actually looking at George Samaras at the time, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it never occurred to you that he might be one of your players on your list of three. So yeah. No, it's just a yeah. little bit of a little bit of humour there, Paddy. Yeah, a little bit of humour. <laughs> All right. So, so is he going to play in the the uh, Eamon, my Celtic uh, friend? Is he going to play on in the A League? There were a few claims from him. George Samaras, yeah. no chance. No chance no. at all? He's Not only 26. He's career. got a long way to go. I mean, look, we're still talking oh. about Harry Kuehl, aren't we? So, oh, you know, let's, uh, let's... I reckon there's a chance, you know. George. Uh, one of the Melbourne teams. Yeah, His well, well I mean, you could put it this way, Paddy. When you're in... You could, I'm when, sure when you're going to put it this way. When you come to Melbourne, mm. you get your PR bloke to say... Now, who's the who's, who's got any Aussie know, connection know, ever? It's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? And <laughs> which town would you like to play in? And which is your yeah, favourite yeah, city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that. Okay, you know, the A League's they're looking for players. Thank you, Paddy. Okay, <laughs> the Women's World Cup final between Japan and the United States set the record for tweets per second, over seven thousand tweets per second, eclipsing uh, the wedding of Prince William and Kate and the death of Osama bin Laden. For all those football fans interested, the death of Osama bin Laden was only five thousand per second. So there you go. The World Cup making it big and Japan of course won that game 3-1 with a penalty shootout shoot over the traditional powerhouse United but, States. But the social media like tweeting is, is coming in big now I think the Copa America also recorded uh, That's for second place Yeah, at yeah, 7,000 yeah, yeah, 7, just, just so, under So this is you know the commentary on the game is coming through this social media I think uh, by the time the World Cup the uh, the Men's World Cup rolls around it's going to be the big thing. And of course we'll have a little bit on the tweets from the Melbourne Victory game in a moment. Yes. Um, Costa Barbarossa is 21, signed a three-year contract with the Russian second division club. What's uh, the name of that club, Amy? Alania Vladikavkav. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, you don't know whether I've got that right or not, <laughs> oh, do you? But, uh, Smart it stop me <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And uh, it's an undisclosed fee and we did have some dispute about the amount that the fee might be. Australian defender John McCain has reportedly signed a three-year deal with Adelaide United after being released from his side rating club. Melbourne Hart have signed a third Brazilian to their squad, Macon Carvalho Inez, for next season. They're only signing for a year, which suggests to me that he's perhaps not so hot. Well, um, his scoring... Uh, and again, this is Nick. Nick, of course, knew his scoring record. Uh, well, Wikipedia knew his scoring record, <laughs> more correctly. I'm talking to you up, Nick. Uh, you should, should sit on that. Um, and his scoring record's, what is it, one every two games or so? Yeah, in and the last season, it's been pretty good. Yeah. He's not crazy old, I think. It's 24, reason, I think it's so. A, it's a reasonable purchase. and Well, we'll see how we go. Well, there's I, a lot of promise in their attacking stocks, uh, but... Whether that promise can be fulfilled will, yeah. remains to be seen, I guess. I but imagine that it's very hit and miss with some of these players. You know, well, uh, certainly has been with the Brazilians that have yeah, come over, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. But if you, you know, the whole soccer, soccer-nomics, um thing about players you shouldn't buy, you shouldn't buy Brazilian players. Uh, because just because they're of where they overrated. come from, they're overrated and overinflated. And that just, seems to be the way in the A-League. They haven't, well, that hasn't been, apart from Fred, yeah. uh, Cassio, I would say. Whereas if you go to Costa Rica... Hernandez. They're not so much yeah. overrated as overweight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there and, you go. Uh, yeah, uh, sadly uh, lacking in turning up to training. <laughs> Sydney FC has announced Adidas or Adidas will become a major partner and their club's official kit supplier this season. I think it's a four-year deal. So um, that I guess is a sign of uh, clubs getting their their own deals finally. I, I actually uh, caught a glimpse of the 
Sydney training kit, the new training kit. It was underwhelming. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess the kits have been... They put it up as an article. Adidas name than to wow them with their design. It'll yeah. be interesting to see how many people stay with Reebok after being with them for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know the Mariners have already gone with Hummel and Sydney have gone with Adidas, but... Yeah, they've gone with Hummel. That's for a uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. Yeah, it? well, Hummel did the uh, the W League, all the W League team. So I right. guess there's a, there's a, a, a link potentially there. New Caledonia ranked 158th in FIFA's rankings will take on Gold Coast United on Wednesday, the 17th of August, and Saturday, the 20th of August. Well, what ever happened to uh, New Caledonia having a team in the A League? That discussion that happened oh, uh, a season God. ago, season and a half. I think. Um, did it, is it dead? Are we are we calling it dead in the water? I think absolutely dead, dead in the water. water. Yeah, well, any new teams at the moment are dead in the water, aren't they? <laughs> An outstanding game from Melbourne victory goalkeeper Tando Valapi could not deny the first British team who ever won the um, European <laughs> Cup. Is Scottish, that in the news? Yeah, it's just a Scottish club, Glasgow Celtic, a well-deserved 1-0 win in front of fanatical fans. Um, worryingly to me, actually, was mm. I saw um, some footage of the fans um, and there was a hell of a lot of green and white scars there, which, and there was only 20,000 people. Worryingly to me, there weren't that many vi- victory fans, it yeah, seemed. It's some like, if you get 20,000 and a huge away support, mm. how many turned up to watch the victory? Yeah, it's not uncommon in these sort of exhibition games, is it? No. You get you get the big uh, marquee club, Man U, Liverpool, whatever, and then you just they, their supporters flood the stadium, and the core supporters from the Australian team just don't seem to bother. Carlos Hernandez is keeping himself busy in the preseason by burning bridges. <laughs> What on earth does that one mean, Paddy? Well, I think that there's a couple of points following that. OK, though. well done. <laughs> Melbourne Victory star playmaker Carlos Hernandez faces a big task to win back teammates' respect after being suspended for a disciplinary reason, says Captain Adrian Leia. Um, Melbourne Victory coach Mehmet Durakovic said banning star player Carlos Hernandez, who'd snuck overseas for a bit of a trial with the um, MLS club. Real uh, Salt Lake. Yep, yeah. the old Salt Lake club. Um, so he, he was banned and uh, Mehmet said it was a straight, easy and straightforward decision. So, so the, the captain's unhappy with him, the coach is unhappy with him. It's not setting it up for and You a know good what's season. a bit funny is that the coach of the Real Salt Lake came out a few days later and said we probably couldn't have bought him anyway. We didn't have any money. Which so you, he flew over there, caused yeah. a massive rift in his club and they, might, they, they weren't even going to buy him. Obviously it. his agent uh, has done a fantastic job there. Yeah. <laughs> well done. He needs to yes. hire a bit of PR because he's going to have a tough time getting back in that team. And uh, reigning champion Nagoya Krampus climbed up to third with, in Japan with a 2-0 win. Um, Josh Kennedy netting his side second. And interestingly, at the bottom of this news sheet, it says, where is Harry? Where is Harry? Uh, Harry doesn't have a club. Interestingly, there's no talk about Harry joining anybody overseas in any press uh, that no, I've seen. I caught a little bit today. Oh, oh. Uh, hot off the presses, hot off Twitter. Uh, Fulham are looking at Harry. Oh, no, um, okay. Now that changes things a little bit, doesn't it? It does a little. Yes. Uh, but there was also rumours of QPR. QPR's rumoured with any player that's... Fulham would be a better bet, though. Bigger squad, oh, I definitely. would think. Yeah. And he could play five or six games and... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think so. Get, but, get uh, his groin uh, done again and then... Okay, World Cup. Where to next for the Matildas? Okay, mm. it was was it? Well, first of all, was it a good World Cup for the Matildas or not? Ooh, good what question. Is, what uh, was it? What's your review of that one? I think it, my gut feel is that it was um, because it's a very young squad, and I know that's no excuse, but it's uh, it was a good build up. There's people outside saying you're wrong, Paddy. <laughs> right. Um, that it was a bad World Cup for the Matildas? Well, it was the best World Cup ever in that uh, they, they won two games, which they'd never <laughs> right. won before. Okay. They reached um, they reached the second round, so they matched uh, last, all the quarterfinals. Last time's effort they, with a more inspe- But I'm going to say well. it's got parallels with the soccer years of 2006 in that 
in 2006, mm. w- you know, it was a fantastic achievement, but will we ever, in my well, lifetime... could have been... Will we ever get to a semi-final? In, we took on 10 minutes, yeah. Lee, and then we yeah. would have played a useless Ukraine to get to a semi-final yeah. spot. Similarly, this Australian squad is probably the best ever, there's no doubt about that. But if we could have got a job done against Sweden... You oh, know, where could we have been? Well, we could have got to a semi-final. And, yeah, you know, awesome. the women's game is going to develop so much in the next four years, I think, with the European sides all playing club football against one another, we actually may never be able to match the oh, standard. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay, I, reckon, what do you think? I, I, I think that next, I think we're definitely within a shot of winning the next World Cup, to be quite honest. How, how, okay. If, if, if that core group does improve, how are they going to improve? Women's football doesn't have the money behind it, so these guys can't necessarily dedicate their entire mm. lives to football, their entire careers. I've heard Emily van Egmond they may be moving to um, I think she stayed behind in Denmark so there's a, there's a chance that some more of our players will actually play in Europe that so would get, be get so some of that experience good, but you're not hearing that from every single player no and that's that's the problem if we can keep the squad together yes I agree with you Nick we've got a very good chance and also you need but more than just a squad don't you you need Yep. 23 players plus another 23 who are playing at that level to yeah, create, to, to, don't you? To create the at least Keller Knight yeah. uh, maybe another one who gets a chance to play overseas she's been named in the FIFA All-Stars uh, 11 that's the second Australian ever to be named right. the, the, the second one was um, Lisa Devander in the last World Cup so uh, yeah so there are encouraging signs from individual players but the defence Oh. Every mm. goal we gave away. I mean, that's not down to inexperience. Kim Carroll's played around. Brain lapses. And, uh. Yeah. I guess what it comes down to is lack of games, lack of preparation. They only had, I think, from memory, four or possibly five games, two of them against New Zealand. The FFA cash-strapped. You know, gave them five oh, games sure. going into the World Cup. Yeah. Well, it's not enough. They were no, underprepared. The W League wasn't that long a season either. No. We need a Champions mm. League with maybe the top three Asian uh, club sides, you know, um, uh, three countries to That to, would be to a good thing. Well, considering, you know, the World uh, Cup holders are in Asia. Yeah, if we're I mean, playing in Asia against Asian teams. Even if it was just against three or four of the countries chance. that had their best clubs, that would yep. give uh, players an opportunity. But really, beyond that, I can't see how we're going to actually progress. Oh, I don't think... Um, I, I think, again, I think you can see that there's, there's talent in that team and defence, you know... Is, I guess what I'm saying there, Paddy, is the other clubs, the Defense other countries are going to... It's an organisational thing as much as anything. They've got more opportunity to progress because they're going to play more games at a higher level. Well, mm. talking about progressing and playing games at a higher level, it's the next step for the Matildas that's almost as important as the World Cup, if not more so, and it's that qualification for the Olympics. Absolutely right. So we've got the... Uh, it's coming up just around the corner in September in uh, mm. Beijing. Uh, in the tournament, Nick, who... Who we've got? Uh, it's uh, Japan, uh, Australia, obviously, then North Korea, South Korea... China and Thailand, I believe. Yes, yeah, Thailand. Yep. Two teams qualify, and interestingly, as Tom Samani said, um, five games in 11 in days. 11 days. It's just, how are you going to do that? Well, have to, um, well, talking about using the whole squad. They've got a pretty strong squad as it is. He rotated fairly, fairly often in the World yeah. Cup. So. He did, but I wonder whether he does that because the players actually aren't able to take the, the, the level of intensity. Because it seems to me unusual that he would continually... And if you look at the number of bandages some of the players carry, mm. um, it's on, not, you don't see that so much in the men's game, I don't think. Well, we're about to find out, because that is a real sort of uh, test. Five, five games, 11 days... Can can we do it? Well, Japan are the winners. We're, we're the Asian champions. I, I say no. You say no. I say no. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Uh, so I, it's two I, teams I'm going to go right? with them. Yeah. Okay. Let's, so let's assume Japan are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Japan are better than Australia. From oh, yeah, even from the Asian definitely. Cup, yeah. I saw them playing the Asian Cup games, and I think Australia have improved based yeah. on the Asian Cup performances. I think they were better in the World Cup. 
But uh, we might. I don't so think. So there's Cody four got... teams going for the one spot then, assuming Japan get through. Yeah, five. Uh, include, uh, so we don't four, count four others Thailand we don't count Thailand yeah. okay let's go that time. It's so China um, the Koreas the two Koreas I mean they're not as strong as they used to be so North Korea used to be much stronger I yeah. think so look it's possible that it's going to be it's possible but it, it really is and I, I think Tom Zamani sort of talks about it as the, you know it is about how the team deals with those 11 days and and uh yeah. right. okay so we'll watch, follow that one with interest mm. celtic versus victory we've been waiting all night all year oh, all, all year. ever since near post tour to talk about celtic uh, melbourne victory the police force down in melbourne ah. have done a job they've been tweeting as well and uh, during the game they were tweeting um celtic nil victory nil uh, one eviction already and the game hasn't even started. Uh, this has outraged some fans. I saw this as a great... You know, the, the police were so fascinated with the Celtic score that uh, they wanted to keep tweeting. And, of course, there was no <laughs> coverage on Fox, so we had to find the result somewhere. But then, of course, as the game went on, it was Celtic nil, the police 14. <laughs> um, <laughs> so things changed. Yeah. Anyway, they got slated and uh, they came out and I don't think they apologised, but they said it was probably a misuse of um, <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah, and I was... Rupert-esque, I would say. Rupert-esque? rupert <laughs> Well, I think you'd be uh, going too far oh, there. <laughs> I, I retract it. <laughs> but, um, oh, look, it's a bit silly. It's it's this perception that, you know, football is a hooligans game. It just isn't, and it no. certainly isn't in Australia. And there it's are certainly not in Melbourne. Have... It's more the tennis, isn't it, down in Melbourne? <laughs> it yeah. is, yeah. There's other sports have much worse yeah. issues. And what about Celtic just... club sides coming out? There was reasonable crowds, 20,000 at most of the games. Yeah. Is it worth having these teams coming out, given that we're now a long way away from our own season? Well, Does who it have pays a, for them? Who pays them? Well, I guess um, that's a good point. I suppose mm. the fans pay. If they get 20000 they I presume they make their money. They must say to Celtic, listen, we've got a bit of a, a deal for you. We'll give you... Well, they give them go. a guaranteed fee, I suppose. Maybe, mm, yeah. I'd say, what, would 500000 with that? Yeah. Because I know Liverpool were up... Uh, they're in Malaysia at the moment. Yeah. And there was inquiries about them coming down to play Perth Glory, I think. Yeah. And it just wasn't financially viable for Liverpool to do so. And I think because Celtic played three, three games. Three games, yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously there must have been a deal for them to go right across to Perth because that costs a bit. And it's um, got to it's it's yeah. be a deal worked out between Celtic and the... But 20,000 20, fans in each stadium maximum. I mean, you wouldn't think that would... Uh, no. That would do a lot, really. And you think uh, Celtic can only bring in 20,000 with quite a big support. You know, really, the only teams you can bring in Madrid, Barcelona, fan, United. But, but you're a Celtic yeah. fan. How do you, how do you feel about Celtic playing in Australia? Uh, well, I'm kind of over it, really. I think yeah. uh, pre-season friendlies to me, Wardoff looks back. I was in the uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I can't so. be bothered with them. It's just mucking around, isn't it? Isn't, I, yeah. I was in the Melbourne airport on Thursday and ran into a few Celtic fans. Obviously, we had a fight. There was some violence, but no, after no. that, yep. uh, it was a bit of a discussion about how Celtic were going. And I thought that I was talking to you know hardcore true fans had come in from uh, Scotland. Uh, turns out they live in Launceston. But uh, they just flew up for the, the yeah, game. They're, they're, very they're hardcore Celtic. true fans, mate. Oh, just be, we're the world's club, yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we won't go there. Uh, but, but the, the, the yeah. fact that people are flying across to to see this, you know, there's a bit of money, and maybe yeah, it's worth. That's right, maybe. But I just think it's a bit early for the A League clubs. They're so far away from their own that's season right. I now. I think that it's great preparation. Not anymore. No. Okay. So, um, in terms of the results, um, Perth Glory were wiped off the park. Obviously, <laughs> if you saw that performance, well, it was. Uh, and that's what's, that's what's going to so happen to harsh. Perth this season, isn't yeah, it? They've got an ageing team and they're not going to... He's signed a bunch of old men. Has this entire show like, just been set up for this one moment? What, about Perth? Uh, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> 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 OK, let's talk about... We'll a bit. see. Perth 
are uh, they're going to be the the club that takes it all by storm. This no, season. you know what's going to happen with Perth. They've signed all these old fellas, and the same old, same old, isn't it? They're going to have a few games where they run out and kick a few people. Jacob Burns will put the elbow through a few people, and then after two or three games, when the top of the league, it's all going to go pear shaped. They're all the injuries are going to hit. Travis Dodd have the same hamstring. Answer. Yep. Not Robbie Fowler, is he still there? No, <laughs> no he's, he's gone. I believe he's gone to uh, oh, I, Thailand. Yes, Thailand. He's gone to Thailand. And of course, Shane Smeltz, if you saw the chance he missed for Perth. Come on, Shane Smeltz, I'm okay it? with as a. Did you see the chance he missed? Yeah, look, he was doing it. Hey, hey. Anyway. Was he any, ever any the good? The point is that Perth are going to uh, win the league this season. Yeah, dream on. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about the A League because the Mariners and the Jets are doing some fantastic things. Uh, Nick, unlike you, Perth. Unlike, yeah, well, <laughs> that's like did, didn't have to be said, Nick. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the Mariners. What have they brought in for us? Yeah, so it's big news. Um, but p- pending approval from the FFA and Football New South Wales, um, they've uh, they've organised a deal with the local Central Coast Associ- Football Association that they will take the representative side from the region off the association's hands and will run it themselves. It's their own Central Coast Mariners Academy. So they'll have... Um, for. The, for the boys, they'll have teams 11 through to 18. And then for women's, they'll have 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s, and a seniors women's side, actually. And they will play in the top division of football New South Wales. This is, this is fantastic because yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in football associations never been involved in representative football. I just don't think they mm. do it well. It has to be done by clubs who have a real desire to bring players through and improve yeah. them in a certain way. They'll set a pattern. Whereas generally what you get with football associations, they're just one year to do it like this, then the next year they do it like that. And I've, we've seen it for about 4,000 years. But Central Coast, that, that's that sort of club. They need to be, uh, embed, one, embedded in the community, and two, they need to have young players coming through because oh, yes. they don't have a lot of money. They can't be afforded. Well, I think all the clubs, you know, whether it's Sydney or Brazilian. Melbourne Victory or Melbourne Heart, they should all... I mean, Melbourne Heart and Victory would have enough for two t- mm. academies. I think all the clubs need to be following that model. But it is... Um, you're happy, Nick, as a Central Coast? Oh, I'm stoked. It's, it, it's it's definitely a step in the right direction. Now, obviously, it, it does come down to whether it's pulled off right. But as as I as I look at it, it's... Definitely a, a very good, very good sign. And if, particularly with the um, the grounds they're putting in up there, the the football yeah, centre of excellence. The, the centre of excellence is going ahead mm. pretty well at the moment, and they've re- they've been re- they're redeveloping the um, local um, Central Coast ground. So, and the Newcastle Jets are, are not to be outdone on some of this type Newcastle of. Newcastle Jets are doing some great stuff, aren't they? Well, I don't know. Well, it's great stuff in bringing people in. Are they going to make a profit? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, okay. So, so give us the background, Nick. Of course, Nick knows uh, the background. What's the background on the Newcastle ticketing? Okay. So Newcastle unleashed their new membership packages uh, two, two to three weeks ago, and they've already got four and a half thousand people signed up for membership packages. We're talking four and a half thousand just through the season. That's a, that's a season ticket. Yeah. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Brisbane yeah. Roar, I know, have had uh, some big crowds at pre-season, 5,000 at some mm. of the pre-season games, a long way out from the season. Yeah. And similarly, um, they've had lots of interest in their pre-season packages. So it's good news to think uh, that we're actually getting some um, some of the community stuff possibly right, dare yeah. I say. Yeah, some of the clubs are working hard at it. Yeah, yeah no, it's good. No Look, I, I think... You, and I It's a crucial year, actually. It it's a really crucial year, isn't Newcastle. it? For crowds yeah. and for players. We've lost a lot of quality players. Um, let's hope. But I think that that's quite normal. Like we had the spike when the A League first started, and now we're trying yeah, to find our feet. And now people, people are start, uh, the clubs rather, are starting to look at their long term existence, find out how they can get 
players coming through on the cheap, and that's that's about bringing them through the local leagues. Here's a club that's done well in the past. Adelaide, Adelaide United, they've lost Travis Dodds, Marcus Flores, Matthew Leckie, some big names there, Lucas Patelis. But they've brought in McCain, uh, John McCain, as we've heard, Bruce Gitte, Dario Vidasic, uh, Zenon Caravella, um, uh, and one or two others. Big changes, but not a bad replacement. See, I think, I think the way they're doing it, you compare it to the Perth Gory model where they've had big changes but they've brought in much older players. You know, Dario Vidasic, even John McCain, how old's John McCain? He's, he's about he's 28. On a bit, yeah. But if you lost but, Flores and Lecky, you'd be disappointed. Gita and Vidasic are good replacements. Look, these are very good replacements, mm. if you ask me. And yeah, you get players who... We've got to talk about the young Socceroos. Well We've got a couple of... Uh, they're over in Denver at the moment. Tommy Orr hasn't joined them yet. He's still a little bit injured, I think. Mm. Um, and also Ben Kantorowski they're, is... And they're doing the Denver thing for the altitude training? Yes. Is that yes, right? Yes, they are. They are. But a player that's exciting myself and Nick is um, Bernie Ibini Issy. We can't wait to see him play. <laughs> We're excited. He doesn't yeah. play a lot in the... Um, I don't think he played at all in the on the twenty qualifiers in the World Cup uh, Asian Cup, but um, I just think he might get a bit of a, a go in this uh, World Cup. What do you think, Nick? Oh, definitely. He's got. Uh, he's very exciting to be honest. Uh, very very strong build, but very quick on the quick on his feet as well. Um, National Youth League top scorer for last season, I do believe. So let's see if he. They've got, a, they've got some, uh, you know, Tommy Orme, Matthew Leckie up front, and, of course, the boy Bullet is back. Yeah, Karen Bullet, uh, Australia's Bellatelli. Yeah, we wish him well, <laughs> but um, I think we need more than our wishes. Mustafa Romini, Terry Antonis are in the midfield. They're very young. Um, they've got Ecuador first, um, Costa Rica second, Spain third. Nothing's yeah. going to be easy, is it? Yeah, it's not, it's, <laughs> it's not a, uh, a group with a weak point. No, yeah, we, gonna, we've got, they got they some very through, young they players. They will have earned it and they will be... It's a strong team. I'm, mm. I'm really hoping that they pull through. But if not, this land will probably go, I think. Well, I think it's a strong team, but I think there's absolutely no guarantee that it's going to be good enough. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're not a good team or got good individuals for the future. I just think the strength of the, um, you know, what you're up against is, is this World Cup. So, so are you in the Fozzie camp where you want to see them uh, try and play well and uh, play good football rather than, well, not rather, but with the aim of, of trying to win rather than the defensive structure, combative midfield and just trying to scrap well, it all on the Well, the counter? two things I want to see is, yeah, I want to see good football, the style of Australian football being further entrenched. But I also want to see two individuals who are going to make it to the Socceroos. I want to see two yeah, standout players. Yeah, yeah. You want to see something for the future. I want to see Mustafa Mooney really show us that he's not just a blob of red hair. Can he do that? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? Uh, yeah. uh, but he could go to the next World Cup. He's that young. Yeah. So you want Terry Antonis, somebody like Leckie, whoever it is. I want Antonis to come through. There's been a lot of talk. Yeah, um, and I also want your mate, your mate. And mate. if your mate doesn't come through My and mate, perform uh, at 20, the list. Tommy Orr, if he Tommy doesn't perform, <laughs> he's not go, he's not, yeah. if he can't perform in the 20s, how can he do it for the Socceroos? I have to be honest with you, Eamon, I wasn't quite sure who you were going to Rubbish, to. you've been on about him for two years. <laughs> 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 okay, um, so yeah, we, um, we'll be interested to see how those guys go. Uh, another Another player who might interest one or two people is Mark Warren he's over at the Central Coast Boys now Sheffield United he's been sort of under the radar a little bit so yeah um, um, what about Kantorowski you were all Kantorowski a season or two ago and now you've gone off Kantorowski and I'm still well, he's I been still it, think he, he's, he's got it, something to offer Australia well, he's well, the he, captain he, of the young soccer he's, yeah. but he may not make the team they're actually it's, so, um, is, he's so in a race Eamon, against time from his injury it's race Eamon against time anti Kantorowski no I'm not anti you are anti I'm not I'm more um, <laughs> I'm just one Let's see how Come he on, goes. Man. You were you were with us. You were one of us before. If you're going to the near post, get there first. Thank you, Paddy. <laughs> near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second. Don't get there third. 
the near post. Get there first if it's for football news that you thirst. Near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't.